Monday morning is my new favorite day of the week because that means that we get to bring you guys a new episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I am your host, Sean Brown, and today we have Misty Davis, the owner of Pink Fly Photography, joining us for the conversation. Misty is based in the Dallas, Texas area, and she's known for her love of traveling, her love of indie music, and is a free spirit. Misty began her photography journey at a young age, uh, where her mom actually started dabbling in photography herself, and now she works with high school seniors to reflect emotion, realness, beauty, and authenticity in their images. On the conversation today, we really dive into transitioning to full-time photography, innovating and changing with your business, which can be such a, a barrier and a struggle for a lot of people, myself included, where you have something good going. How do you change and adapt to make sure that that good stuff keeps coming into your business? And then also what it takes to stay creative in a business, because I think that we all have experienced that that rut of, of being creative. How do we get to that next level or how do we feel like we're producing work that is resonating with us consistently? So we talk a little bit about getting creative um, and how to do that in your business. So don't want to keep you guys from the conversation. Let's dive into this tremendous, amazing conversation between myself and Missy Davis on the Senior Saw Guide Real Talk podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Sean Brown and today we're here with Misty Davis for another episode of Real Talk. You guys might know her from Pink Fly Photography, you've probably seen it, seen her on Instagram and Facebook and um, checked out her amazing work. So I'm super pumped to have her on here today. Um, she's based out of the Dallas, Texas area and we're going to basically kind of cover her journey as a photographer. So welcome to Real Talk. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super excited. I, I'm always looking for kind of different individuals uh, to have on here so that people can get a, kind of a taste of just kind of photographers from throughout the country. So um, first off, tell us a little bit about your work, just because I think that's something, or your background, just because I think that's something that everybody, for those of you who don't know Misty, would, would love to hear about. So um, I actually was in real estate for like eight years, kind of weird. Um, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And um, my stepmom bought like in 2006, 2007, a Canon Rebel. And she was sitting there and she was like, I just got this new camera. Da, da, da. She was like, but I cannot figure out how to use it. She was like, I hate it. All my pictures are blurry. Like she was just really frustrated. And I was like, well, I'll look at it. And so she was like, you can... She goes, if you can figure out how to use it by the end of the day, she was like, you can just have it. She's like, cause I just don't think I can want, I want to mess with it. I was like, okay. So I sat there and I was like glued, like going, what's this? What's this? Like reading the manual, which I don't read manuals. So I don't know why I was even doing that. I guess I was just really interested. Yeah. Um, and so I just, by the end of the day, I was like, okay, I think if you do this and whatever. And I was kind of like showing her and she was like, yeah, done. Like, she's like, that's too complicated. Me. I just want to like click and shoot. So I said, okay, sounds great. So I took it home like score on my part. Um, but just really kind of dove into it. And there was, I don't know if the website's still around anymore, but I was like, I got to teach myself how to use this. Like, it seems really fun. And so there was a website called betterphoto.com. Okay. Sign up for classes to learn how to use your camera. And so you would like 
go take pictures. I'd pull my friends because I didn't have kids. And, you know, I'd pull my husband. He loved that, let me tell you. Um, and friends and be like, hey, you know, I've, let me take your pictures. I got to submit to this, you know, thing that they're going to critique and tell me what I need to do with lighting and all that kind of stuff. So I did that for a while. Um, and then started really kind of getting into just photographing everything, like all, most photographers. Don't, don't we all? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take a picture of that piece of trash if you want me to. I will totally do that. Like, I love it. So, um, so yeah, I just did it all. And then, like, um, started my business around, started business, but, you know, actually paying, clients paying was about 2008, 2009. And my sister um, was graduating from high school. We're very far apart in age, um, in 2010. And she was like, will you take my pictures? And I was like, they do senior pictures. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and I just remember like mine was like a studio, you know, like super cheesy. And so I just was like, wait, you want me to like, just take, take you outside and do pictures. And she was like, yeah. So we did it and she's awkward. So it was awkward, but it was fun. I yeah. loved it. And, but because I did her picture, some of her friends started coming to me. And so when they started coming, I was like, okay, like I, one, I've discovered about myself, I'm a very one-on-one -on -one type person. Like I get really overwhelmed. So weddings were like not my jam. Um, like I'm kind of a control freak. So that's another reason why weddings weren't my jam. Babies weren't my jam because of that either. Because <laughs> I was just like, wait, they're peeing, they're peeing. Like, you know, I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this. Um, but seniors, it just, it felt right. And I had fun with them and I could talk to them. And, you know, I like, I like fashion and, you know, the silly shows that they watch. And so I just really loved like, you know, bonding with them. So that's, I think 2011 is about when I just said, okay, I'm not doing anything else sure. directly on seniors. So. So you watch like the bachelor and all that and like tweet along with them or anything oh, like that. <laughs> so um, kind of when you were mentioning going back to say like 2010 with your sister graduating and you were thinking like the whole like studio portrait, like the weird face up in the corner, if they yes. still even do that kind of what, when, I guess, when did you see that transition in the industry and kind of like, what did you do to adapt or did you just go like head first into like, on location, natural life photography, kind of that sort of thing? So pretty much went um, head first. There was one other girl in the area that I know of that was really doing a lot of senior stuff. Um, but other than that, like everything was very studio based still. Um, and I liked her stuff and I thought, yeah, that's more me. I'm not a studio person. That's, you know, again, I just, I don't like being totally restricted. And so yeah, so we just, I just kind of kept going and saying, okay, let's look at different outfits and changing and doing stuff like that. And randomly in about, at about 2000, 2011 even, um, this lady down the street from me contacted me and was like, hey, so I was Googling and found out that you're like on my street. She was like, I'm a makeup artist. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, do you ever want to do like makeup for your like seniors or anybody? Well, back then I was like, no, I'm like, you know, cause I just, you didn't hear about that, you know? And I was like, that's just more money. I don't think they're going to want to spend that. And I'm like, but I mean, I'll, I'll send them your way if they want to, you know, it was just very random and she was amazing. Well, I had like the first senior after I'd met that girl or met the makeup artist, I was like, okay, there's this makeup artist. She lives on my street. I'm like, if you want to, you know, whatever. 
um, we can try her out and I'll pay for it. Cause I knew the girl and I was like, I'll pay for it. And I go, so we can test it. And she was like, okay. And it just, from that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is great. This is perfect. So we worked together now ever since. So it's been pretty awesome. But yeah, so we just kind of dove into it and decided to, you know, keep it fun and relaxed because that's more my vibe anyways. So, but yeah, it's, it definitely was tough to transition people away from some of that studio stuff because people were so really in this area, big into going to a studio or the person who usually the person that ran the studio is also the person that goes and like photographs all the football games, the school dances, all that. Yeah. So, so they knew him, you know, and stuff like that. So it was a much harder for me to kind of pull that this way a little bit, but then once people saw it and they realized they, you know, the, that it was something different, they kind of gravitated towards it. So. So, so let's talk about that for a little bit too, because I think as photographers, we sometimes get stuck in this is how it has to be done and we can't really deviate or else we won't book clients. However, you see like your story where you're talking about going from those traditional studios to the on location method and how that honestly is kind of what is transitioned to in the industry and you really don't see people going to studios. So what was it like or kind of what were your initial thoughts when you were like, okay, this is something that I personally want to do and I'm going to make it happen. Kind of walk us through that process a bit. Um, I will say that it was just very much, I remember, I'll never forget. I looked at my husband and I said, I'm, I'm, I need to quit my job. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I need to quit my job. And I was like, and I'm, I'm going to go head first into this and I'm going to build this. And I promise I'm going to make it it's where I'm making as much as I'm making now in real estate. I'm like, I promise you. I'm like, you got to give me a little bit, but I promise I'll do it. And, um, and so, yeah, so he was just like, I mean, if you think that you can do it, I'll support you. But if it's not by X time, you know, we need to consider, you know, you going back to work, whatever. So I was kind of on that mission of like, I will make this work. And it was something that I loved so much. So just really trying to like market myself as much as possible, working with girls. Social media was kind of Facebook only back then. Um, So it was huge for getting my business off the ground because it was a lot of like tagging mom and tagging daughter and um, everybody saw it back then where now girls are like, Oh, I don't have a Facebook page. And I'm like, okay, you know, (laughs) or Instagram's gotten, you know, kind of taken over a little bit, but girls even here as much don't post a lot because it's kind of the faux pas of like, you're all about yourself if you're, sure. that, you know, so social media, I think is a little tougher now um, with getting your name out there than it used to be. Um, but that really just kind of helped get my name off the ground a little bit more to where people saw something different. Um, and, you know, just kind of gravitated towards that style much more than being in that studio. Um, and even today, like, I feel like because it's been so long, you kind of get burnt out on what you've been doing for X amount of years, you know? And I was getting to that pivotal moment where I was like, you know, I even just, I'm not loving what I'm producing, you know, what I'm making anymore. And you know, the art that I'm creating is just seeming like the same stuff I was creating in 2012, you know, like I just, I feel like I wasn't doing everything that I loved. And so, you know, even now I've like completely changed the way everything looks and what I gravitate towards, you know, capturing more emotion in my pictures than, you know, the posed look, which the control freak in me is like learning to yeah. adapt <laughs> to that. 
Um, but yeah, but it's, that's even been really good because you worry about that change and are people going to accept it? Kind of like, you know, when you decide to dive into doing something different than the studio, like are people going to look at that and still want you to be your, their photographer? And um, so far I have to say it's actually people, you know, moms love those pictures of their daughter actually cracking up laughing, you know? And that's real, like, that's the authentic them. That's yeah. what they see on the day-to-day -day stuff, not the, the hand here and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's been good because they see what I love about it, you know, and it's not just because their daughters are all made up and look, you know, different than their normal day to day. Yeah. So, you know, it, it feels good to see your child being themselves in pictures too. So, so going off, you, you were saying that you, you, at one point there was a, a period where you just, you didn't love what you shot yes. and you felt like there, there was a change that needed to, to happen. So what did you do? Because I think a lot of people are in that boat where they said, okay, they've been in business for three, four, five years now. And it's like, they're still shooting the same stuff that they were three years ago. They haven't really evolved or innovated or changed it at all. And now they're just kind of like, cool. It's the exact same thing. So what did you do to combat that? Or, or what's like one piece of advice that you would have for somebody that's maybe going through that right now? I would say, honestly, like my biggest thing was sitting down and just saying, okay, what are the images that I love the most? Like, let's go through my past sessions because I obviously loved what I was doing. I loved connecting with my clients and everything. I just need to figure out those images that every time I saw them, I got excited. Even if mom didn't pick them, those were the ones that I was like, Ooh, yes, I love that. You know? So I just kind of really went through all those and for the past like two or three years and pulled them into a separate little folder on my computer and stared at them. And I was like, okay, why do I love these? Because they all have some sort of emotion and movement. She's not constantly just standing there um, or sitting perfectly posed. So I was like, you know what, if that's what makes me happy, I need to just go after that and photograph that because then I'll be happier again in my work because I still loved what I did it just wasn't moving me as much anymore. You know, I wasn't, I was feeling kind of in a sense burnt out every time I did a session. So it, seeing that again, it kind of like fueled my fire again. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm doing. And I, it was like during winter time. So we don't do sessions in winter here. And so I know it's Texas. It's not technically winter like yeah. everybody else, but here it's still cold to us. So, um, but I pulled a girl and I was like, Hey, I was like, I just need to shoot. I'm like, I need you. I'm going to spend the whole time. Like, just photographing you this way that I feel inspired. And so we did that. Um, and I had her, I mean, I think I used my 35 millimeter the whole time, which I never had touched before. Yep. Those lenses that I bought that I was like, I don't know about this. This looks kind of weird. It's kind of distorted. Da, 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 you know? And then I was like, nope. Meanwhile, you buy it anyways, even yeah, though you're like, yeah, trying to talk yourself out of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have so many lenses that I'm like, yeah, I don't ever touch that one, but I have it, you know, just in case. Um, so yeah, so it just kind of like forced myself to, to do what I wanted and to make pictures that I wanted. And there was no, you know, she wasn't paying me and there was no mom I had to, you know, please or anything like that. And so we just shot and it was really funny. We got done with that session. I had so much fun. It was kind of a yucky day, you know, obviously in the winter time or whatever, but that mom, I, cause I sent her the digitals and I said, thank you for modeling for me and being, you know, there to help me just kind of inspire me again for these, these, um, this new way that I want to do my business. And so the mom sent me this like amazing letter that was like, you captured my daughter the way she is and 
who she is and those, these photos are the best photos because of her laughter in them and just all this stuff. And I was like, I mean, she just wrote the sweetest thing. And I thought, you know, I've gotten really great like compliments before from parents, but that just was like, you know, it just felt oh, real. Almost like the affirmation of it's, yeah, yeah that is okay to do. Good. Yeah. And so, yeah, so from, from that point on, it was like, all right, this is, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. So I think just kind of digging in deep to yourself and looking at the images. And even if you are like, even if you just want to go on Pinterest and make a Pinterest board of images that you're drawn to, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of helps you to see like, that's the work I want to create. So let's start diving into that and do what makes you happy. So I almost love how you said that you looked at your own work first, because I think that as photographers, we get so caught up in, okay, I need to look at so-and-so's work because they're booking more clients or their, their work is so awesome. But I think like once you look back at your own work, I think that that's kind of the most telling because Mm -hmm. you're creating stuff that you connect with. It might not be every single image, Mm -hmm. but it is, but you are creating that. So I love how you actually went back to your own work rather than like, Ooh, I need to to look like her work because I think that's the quickest way to kind of derail yourself from, from making any progress. If you don't even know where you start or every time you see like another shiny object, you're like in that direction. Mm Yeah. Yeah. No, and totally. And that, you know, I'm a big proponent of not, not comparison, comparing yourself to others just because, um, you know, and that's why I chose to like really reflect even more on my own self and who I am. Like, I just thought, okay, like even my branding doesn't even showcase who I am. Like it was just so much more glitz and glamour and I'm not a glitz and glamour girl, you know, like I'm, True, I like my makeup sometimes, but you know, like for the most part, like I'm the girl that likes to go camping and I do trips on myself by myself going hiking, you know, and things like that. So I'm more of that like down to earth girl and my work in my, you know, studio was not reflecting that. And so just really, I think reflecting on who you are, making sure that you're putting out there what you want and who you are as a person or rather than what you think you have to do because of what other people are doing around you. Yeah. I love that. So kind of going off of the topic of everybody doing everything that's the same around you prior to the talk, we talked a little bit about, I was like, Oh, do you even, do you have a senior rep team? And you're like, yeah, but everybody else in, in the Dallas area kind of does too. So when you started seeing that, how did you work to adapt or, or what were your initial thought processes? Cause I think there are a lot of photographers where they're like, cool, I'm going to start a senior rep team and that's going to solve all my issues. And then all of a sudden it's like, so-and-so has one and then the other photographer down the road has one too. So kind of walk us through or tell us a little bit about that and kind of how you work to adapt to, to still grow your business or still book clients. Yeah. So I would say probably the biggest thing is, um, I did my first rep rep program, um, back in, I think we're all there. It's like the rep program. It's not really a program. It's yeah. Kind (laughs) of, um, Yeah. Yeah, just girls that you have model for you, you know, and stuff. Yeah. But back then, it really was, like, I gave them little rap cards, and, you know, they went out and told their friends about me, and then they would, their friends would bring their cards to me that said they got $50 off, you know, their session or something. And so that was, that really was pivotal in helping me build my business back in 2012 with just seniors. Um, but, you know, it, it started really transitioning where I was getting a lot of my girls being not sending me any referrals. Um, they were kind of telling me that, you know, we sat down and I was like, what's going on? Am I like, am I not providing enough for you guys to be able to get people to tell them about, you know, to come here and stuff. And they said, no, they're like, 
this was, I think, 2015 or 16. And they said, no, it's not that. It's that everybody is in a rep program. So we can't go to anybody at school and say, hey, you know, use Pinkfly because they're like, oh, well, I represent so-and-so. Because the industry here, especially, we're a big city. I mean, there is enough business to go around, mm-hmm. so it's great. But there, it's boomed big time with, like, photographers. So the amount of different photographers doing seniors now is a lot more than it was when I first started. And so they're like, just everybody's in something already. And so I was like, oh, okay. So this is turning less into refer a friend and get me help get me more business than this is turning into basically you're just a part of like something special being kind of like that status symbol that they're looking yeah yeah so they were just basically regular paying clients now that were just getting a few perks um for being in this club or you know like you said status or whatever that not everybody got to so I kind of had to scratch the whole feeling of like getting you know extra business out of it or referrals from it and just really make it special so I kind of transitioned it to where, you know, they did, they had to start paying, you know, they couldn't just be regular paying, they had to start paying to be a part of it because we were doing things different. So, um, we have like a retreat that we do every year to like a lake, um, nearby and we do like a photo shoot and, um, just kind of did things a little bit differently with that. Not everybody provided. And I'm probably one of the only ones in my area that it does like really super stylized, rep shoots yeah so a lot of them do just kind of like where they work with maybe boutiques and stuff and they're or the regular clothes um whereas i'll get crazy and <laughs> i like doing that kind of stuff yeah. so I'll together and dress them up weird and you know have some sort of theme a little bit more and um so that kind of helped too because girls saw that that was different um than just getting your picture taken like you you know would wear yeah. normal for your senior pictures so so that helped too um but yeah, no, it just, it's now just become a little bit more like I just got, I've, I've basically pre-book clients, but they're in like a special group um, before the school year starts. Um, so it's not as much about getting more business. They do help me to like, you know, when they post images, people know about me more. Sure. Brand awareness and that sort of thing, but it's not yeah. necessarily direct referrals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is definitely transitioned here. I know everywhere is different, but here it's transitioned a lot more to where, you know, it's, it's a dime or dozen to be in a rep program. So you really do have to make something a little bit different about yourself to stand out, to be a part of that rep program. So, so yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of areas too, to be honest, or at least areas that senior photography is more of a thing. Yeah. Whereas some parts in the country, it's like a lot of photographers will email you or you see posted on the Facebook groups and they're like, senior photos just like aren't a thing here and so I think in those areas maybe rep programs are still kind of evolving um still a little bit more beneficial but in areas like like you you were in where it's like everybody kind of has one it almost becomes like you have to rework it as how do you want to approach it and what do you want to get out of it yeah yeah definitely and then the girls still love it and I still have so much fun you know doing it with them my groups are smaller I mean I used to have like I'd have model groups that were 15 to 18 girls um and now it's dwindled down to where i'm usually right around like seven or eight you know so and that is like i'm usually like about 10 and this year is like 18 and i'm like 
bracing myself for the yeah. craziness that might be this year but so far it's going amazing so oh, fingers crossed yeah, yeah. It's crazy but I have friends like that are in other states they're photographers and they're like oh yeah no like anybody can be a model and they'll like they're like they're just paying clients basically and so they'll have like 50 and I'm like what <laughs> I'm like but it's a totally different type of program than what we do here ours yeah. mine's a little bit more you know close niche and we do things like we have ice cream dates or study dates and hang out and you know things like that a little bit more and sometimes community service projects and things like that so. and I think it depends on kind of what feel you want your team to have where if you want it a little bit more intimate where it's the girls actually interacting with each other on a more one-on-one -on -one basis versus kind of just something that they're a part of kind of can I don't know yeah. put on a resume so to speak or whatnot right yeah so I, I do love it though. And the girls this year are really awesome because I kind of, I actually, this year I opened it up to all high school age girls. So we've got seniors, um, they're going to be seniors. And then any girls ninth through 11th, they're basically like, they're called mini models. Oh yeah. We kind of did like a big sis, little sis thing. So that's kind of a big thing to go when they go off the sororities that they do. Um, and sororities are huge in uh, yep. Texas and everything. So these girls understand all that. But um, so that was something really cool that they're excited about, that they get to kind of be like a big sis or have like a, you know, little sis for the year yeah. uh, and do cool things with them. So that's awesome. Yeah. So um, I guess we're going to re reflect back on kind of your journey as a photographer. What is one obstacle that you remember? And can you tell us a little bit about kind of overcoming that or, or just in general about that and how it kind of evolved you as a business owner or a person? I mean, I would say, I'd say probably the most difficult thing was, and I think it always kind of is, is like valuing myself um, enough for this business. I think that was really hard in the beginning and I struggled um, and I struggled with getting the right type of clients in the beginning because I didn't know what to charge. And so I was getting a lot of people that didn't value photography as much. Um, and so with that, I think, you know, I always say like a lot of times, like we kind of talked about the reason why I feel like I touch a lot on like pricing and things like that is not to be like, you know, Oh, everybody needs to charge X or whatever is because I know for so many years um, of trying to build a business, doing this it was so hard to figure out what I was worth and what people would pay and like say like I can do this you know whatever and so there were so many years that I was making nothing and I wasn't working with the right type of clients because they didn't want you know they were fine with paying $150 you know if I would have told them you know so it just it was a big struggle in the beginning to finally get to a point where I was like okay like I'm worth this you know I need to start you know charging this and making it to where you know, I'm more of a boutique business and not just, Hey, I'm going to shoot and burn and give you whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, because those clients, although I love them, they did help me build my business. Um, they were also the ones that were a little bit more particular about everything I did. And they kind of had their say in everything I did. Um, of like, well, I don't know if I like that or her hair's kind of looks out of place there. Can you do something about that? You know, whereas the ones when I started, you know, charging what I do today, they look at the images and they're just like, Oh, we just love them. They're beautiful, you know, and they're less, picky and I don't know why that works like that but it really does so I would say that was something if I could go back and know that from the beginning <laughs> I would have saved myself a lot of heartache heartache through the years um, and the struggles so I would say like that's a huge thing for other photographers that 
I know it seems like you shouldn't charge much if you're starting out or whatever, but you need to charge enough to value yourself that you can make this a business and not, you know, struggle for so long or have the wrong type of clientele, you know, um, that is for you. So I don't know. I think, I think that's probably was my biggest regret that yeah. I wish I back and really kind of skipped that whole, like, sure, I'll do it for like $300, you know, and everything. And, you know, had those type of people that were telling me like, no, I can't do this or I can't, you just gotta. Kind of almost like that, like progressive name your own price tool. And they're like, all right, I want to pay 250 for this. And yes. this is like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And yeah. I would let people talk, you know, sit at sales order sessions and they would be like, is it really this much? And I'm like, well, yep. if you don't want to pay that, then I guess like, I, you know, I just was so unsure about myself and it's hard because you're doing something you love to really like, put a price on it and a value, but you have to, it's a struggle, but you have to. I love how you said value yourself just because I think that so many photographers at first when they're starting out, they're like, Oh yeah, I only want to charge like $150 because I'll get so many clients. And then you're like, Oh my goodness, if I book more clients and that means more people like my work, but really it comes down to like, you are a photographer, but you're running a business. And so you have to like, you have to price yourself as one. You have to value yourself. And Oh, totally. Yeah. And I tell, you know, I've said this before, like I, I probably, I know that my average, I spend probably about 15 to 20 hours per client. And so if I'm only charging like 300 bucks or you know, whatever for a session, I mean, I might as well go work at Walmart, you know, I might as well be a cashier, you know, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but like I'm doing what I love and I quit my great paying job so that I could help provide, you know, doing something that I'm passionate about and I'm not valuing myself enough you know so it's just not it's not fair to yourself so yeah. I think it's huge to really like realize that the time that you're spending on this is is very valuable so I, and I think that you as a photographer you almost have to get kind of real with yourself with yourself and think okay am I doing this as a business or is this something that I'm doing as a hobby yeah um and I think that a lot of photographers get caught up in in almost kind of the I guess we'll call it kind of an illusion of running a photography business and not really making anything. Yeah. Um, and, and just spending all of their time editing and away from their family when it's like, cool, you could be working a 40 hour a week job. Oh yeah. Be done. Part time yeah. making just as much as you do now. And then all of a sudden do two shoots on the weekends and you have so much more time or two shoots like after you get off or, or whatever it is have so much more time with your family and that sort of thing so I think you really have to get real with yourself is if you want to run a business like you got to kind of run it like a business yeah and then it's hard to get that but I'll never forget the day my husband looked at me and he goes okay he was like we gotta have a talk and I was like what and he was like you have to stop working like I know that like you love this and you love what you do, but he's like, if you were working your other job, you would stop at five o'clock and you would be on your way home and you would have your evenings. He was like, but you sit in there and you edit all night and you do it, you know, whatever. It's like, you never cut it off. And I think that was like that kind of aha moment of like, this is a business. I need to have that cutoff time. I need to have that like, you know, moment where I say like this, I'm working nine to five and I'm done today, you know, <laughs> or whatever. So, um, yeah, because your time, you know, it's, it takes away from other people. So, yeah, you got to make sure whether this is something you just want to do for fun or if this is something that you, you're making a business out of. And yeah. So. And I think as photographers, it's easy to justify working extra just because it's, 
it's something that's so close to us where it's art, art is kind of very emotional and and uh, when you combine that with the business stuff, it's like, oh my goodness, I need to like work so so much to to I don't know, kind of almost like justify to yourself that this is kind of what you're doing is right. And so I think it's easy to get caught up in that at first. Yeah, no, perfectly said. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, we'll kind of end with where people can find you on social media websites or anything else that you kind of have for set up for photographers. Okay. Um, so website, everything's pink fly photo. Um, just super easy that way. So, um, I have pinkflyphoto.com, um, Instagram. Um, I do have a little tiny, design shop on Etsy, Pink Fly Designs or whatever, because I love that side of everything too. So um, yeah, I, I'm that person that wants to do it all. So yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then Twitter, I don't even think I know how to get into my Twitter. Perfect. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Awesome. And then uh, we always end the episode, you get to ask one question to the audience for them to leave a comment in the YouTube box below. So what is your one question that you want the audience to answer for us today? It could be anything like personal business life, anything. Oh man. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, I would probably say if you sat down and you could do anything you want, um, what would it be? And are you, doing that or are you close to doing that like if you know say you really love the fashion side of photography are you are you gravitating towards that or are you just doing kind of like what we talked about what you feel like you have to do so i think that's a big question everybody should be asking themselves to make sure they're doing what makes them happy so i love it yeah. <laughs> well said Perfect. Well, thank you again for joining us on Real Talk. It was a pleasure to kind of have you on here and hear a little bit more about your story and all that. So thank you again. I appreciate it. It was nice, nice talking to you. Yeah, you as well. So we'll see you guys on the next episode of Real Talk. That wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to. And it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.